Apogee 8 podcasts are brought to you by Apogee Events, your all-inclusive and one-stop wedding event shop. Apogee is seven times finalist for Best Wedding DJ, Photo Booth, and Florist Megan has been twice nominated for Best Flowers for Weddings in Oregon for the last two years in a row to Oregon Bride Magazine. You can also check out our showroom and warehouse venues, uh, rentals, photography, wedding films, see how the photo booth works, even check out this podcast studio, which is available for rent. Uh, All-inclusive events at Apogee traditionally save 10 to 30% off of most of weddings because vendors are not competing against you for their business. They don't have to open up and go spend money at these giant showcases. They're all right here under one roof, serving Salem, Portland, Eugene, Bend, Oregon, soon to be the rest of the country. I uh, mentioned Apogee 8 Podcast for 10% off of all things at Apogee or enter promo code 8 Podcast at checkout and instantly reserve your date and your services online at weareapogee.com. Weareapogee.com, promo code 8 Podcast at checkout will reserve your date instantly and save you 10% off of your events. Anyways, what's up? You had something that you made me turn so my phone So today, for. what happened today? Like today was a huge it. event. Um, in fact, my mom's church was part of it today. Your mom's church? What, yeah. What they the do? The People's Church right across the street from us here at the studio. Uh, they were part of the lawsuit um, representing uh, 10 different churches in Oregon. Yeah. That um, basically went to court over the governor's order saying uh, with all the restrictions on businesses and everything that she's in place and it was found unconstitutional. Yeah. You know, after a month, you have to hold an emergency session of the legislature. So the way that I understand it was the Baker County, uh, the Baker County circuit judge. And I guess we could look this up while we're talking about it. But the Baker County circuit judge uh, put in the order that said, no, the the extension of the stay at home order was unconstitutional under the grounds, I guess, that she did not call the emergency legislature into session and so that makes the whole thing null and void so i guess that it's just life back on at this point like what's <laughs> what are the rules yeah. well and part of me wonders too if that was anything to do with you know tomorrow's election day in oregon you know everyone's voting right now um <laughs> and we have been voting you know that's a huge deal does that how does that impact uh somebody who's running for legislature you know, if if they're invited to make the decision, because really it should be the legislature's decision, with the uh, and the governor gets a veto if she doesn't agree with it. So, well, where do we go from here? And you said that you had some big news for me that yeah, is just when, happening. Was when I was driving up. Hold on, it, it's not going to face ID with a mic in the way. Well, you got to get your get your mic out your face. Mm-hmm. So, it, I know that at this point, it feels it feels like to me. From what I'm seeing here in Marion County, anyways, mm-hmm. just from observational status, it seems it feels like people have kind of given up caring, so to speak. Absolutely. Not that, not that like people are like I look around, lots and lots and lots of people are wearing masks, mm-hmm. um, and but then I see lots and lots and lots of people not. I see lots and lots and lots of people posting about why they shouldn't have to, and it seems like rush hour traffic is back on. And that everybody kind of just went back to doing whatever they needed to do. But a lot of people are just don't have jobs and are working from home too. And that's just that. That's kind of the new normal. Well, and and the thing about Marin County is not open yet. You know, with the governor's three-phase plan, it's still in zero. Uh, I live in, I live, work, and um, 
in Lynn County. And Lynn County actually still seems a little more conservative than it does in Marion County. I was in Marion County yesterday, and obviously I'm back in Marion County today. And it actually seems a little more active here in Marion County. Yes, the population is larger, but I think Marion County has just gone like, we're going to go on with life. (laughs) And then like people like me, I'm not ready to go. Like we talked about this on the phone. I'm not ready to go back to a movie theater. I'm not really ready to go to a sit-down restaurant right now. I don't mind to-go orders or curbside, but there's just things that I'm not ready for yet. Yeah. So, well, what are you ready for? Well, um, the governor's order, um, you know, being recalled uh, by the judge changed a few things. And then she came out with a statement about eight o'clock. I'll read it to you. I don't think you've seen it. The Oregon Supreme Court just ruled. uh, And this is from the office of the governor. My emergency order to protect health and safety of Oregonians will remain in effect statewide while the court hears arguments in this lawsuit. And then it goes on to talk about, um, from the beginning of this crisis, I have worked with my authority using science uh, data as my guide. The thing I don't like about that is the data and the science isn't released. It's not like counties don't know what to go off of. Because there's not like, okay, if you have this decline for this many days. And so now instead of rushing it through the court like like the governor would have, it's just going to be stalled and dragged out as long as possible. I guarantee you that's going to happen. Yeah. And well, and I told a couple of people this, though. So, so by observation, so I'll, go, I'll backtrack a little bit to what I was just saying. So in Marion County, my observation People are just doing whatever they think they, they need to do to, yeah. to, to, to have a life at this point. And they're wearing masks when they come over. They're, you know, maybe being a little more careful with how they, how they wash their hands. But good luck putting everybody back inside of their house after you drag this out for a couple more weeks. Because more and more and more people are coming out. They're not going back in. And when these sorts of things happen, it inspires so much more mistrust in what seems to be a growing mistrust. You know, every, I mean, that story where the podcast did two podcasts ago with, with Lindsay, mm-hmm. that one, it, it, like that whole story, the next day, it became a national story. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be growing and growing and growing those little stories those micro stories of all over those are popping up and the businesses are getting uh getting hammered and as time goes on what's the justification for it well and it really just seems like it's almost a prejudice against some some businesses like tell me how a 7-eleven or a nursery and i have friends that own multiple nurseries i love we were at a nursery this weekend how can you tell me that is an essential business to have a nursery open? Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. but like, you can't go get your <laughs> hair cut. You know, there's so many, like, honestly, it should be, like, gas stations, medical clinics, and grocery stores. And guess what? We're going to close the clothing side of the grocery store. If you go to Fred Myers, you're not getting new Nikes. Let's be realistic. <laughs> but you can. Yeah, but you can't go to Foot Locker right now. No, not at all. There's no the log. That's been the problem here is that the logic to this seems to be almost non-existent with where it's at because there's no plan because nobody knows what to do. Everybody's reactionary reacting to whatever 
feeling that they have that this is going to be the next thing that leads into that. And they don't really know what that is. They're just assuming that this is what they need to do because everybody else is doing it. And when the whole herd is going off the cliff, like Mm -hmm. somebody's got to be pumping the brakes on this thing. And it's like people are starting to turn (laughs) away from that cliff. They're seeing the cliff ahead and they're starting to turn. And it's like she's up in the front being like, no, jump off the cliff. Like, let's keep doing this. And then like the ones that are turned, like you can't. The genie's out of the bottle. It's not going back in at this point. It's just we, we know more about this virus than we did. We, we know more than we, when we shut down, it was to shut down so that we didn't overrun the hospitals and then we didn't. And the hospitals stayed from what I don't, I don't really know, but it seems to be about a third capacity from what the best, the best case somewhere around there, about a third capacity. So we didn't overrun the hospitals. There is no cure for this. It, 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 it wreaks havoc on older people and those with weaker immune systems who are unhealthy. That destroys healthy body or unhealthy bodies. And for healthy bodies, it seems to be most people don't know that they get it or they kick it out no problem. And then it seems to be that, oh, maybe putting all those people on ventilators actually killed them and turned like escalated that death toll. So we know a lot more and we know that Whenever, you know, from a logical standpoint, where's the logic now in saying we need to continue the shutdown so that we can understand what this is and not overrun the hospitals? We did that. Mm -hmm. Now the logic can say, let's all wash our hands. Let's take care of the things that we need to. Let's take extra precautions. If you're sick, stay home. If you're somebody that deals with the vulnerable patient, the burden's on you now too. It's not on everybody else. That like you can't force compliance upon everybody else. It just people don't work that way. That's not human nature. And if you're trying to get people to go against human nature, like we're it's a lost cause. I, I yeah. Animals. I just I just do not get the division of economics. You know, where's the economic advisor sitting at the desk when all the other doctors are on? Do you know what I mean? Like, where's the PhD in economics saying, you know, why can I go to Dick's? And I have since quarantine started. I went and got a new driver at Dick's. I got sized for it. You know, the golf pro helped me get a new driver. Why in the hell (laughs) can I go buy a new golf driver at Dick's Sporting Goods and not go get a haircut when my barber wears an N95 mask, uh, when they clean and sanitize the chair between every single person, uh, the store is completely wiped down. You know, they're only letting like two people in at a time yeah. all the way on the opposite ends of the salon. Uh, you know, literally you're, you're seeing business owners going through divorces, going into bankruptcies, going into foreclosures. Yep. People do not understand the economic um, situation we're putting ourselves in. No. Why, why is one business on one side of the street being able to be open, but the one on the other side of the street is not. And they do the exact damn same thing. So I'm going to cut my Facebook off. If you want to continue watching, uh, Apogee Ape uh, will keep broadcasting. Yep. So, you know, that, that raises a good question of why some of those businesses are allowed to continue and some are not. And I think that the real reason that it is is that nobody knew what this was and they reacted and they shut everything down and then these were just like the the casualties of war so to speak and there's not any like there's there's but there's no logic to it and that's 
that's what's really upsetting is that it's not you can go back on a decision and on an executive order and just be honest if like if it wasn't she comes out with a this is the way it is and this is the way it needs to be instead of a hey everyone this is the information that we have we're trying to do the best that we can and this is what we believe is best and if it comes out that this is not the correct thing to do that we can backtrack on that and something better will you know transpire later on down the road we can we can be better and we can have a leader that inspires confidence in people and inspires confidence in the government but when this sort of stuff goes on the the back and forth between this is now a war between the right and the left watch and the reason why this is no longer about the virus is because all of a sudden people are going to start people are now instead of arguing about the virus and sheltering place over the virus are going to start fighting over politics they're going to fight over masks they're going to fight over the executive order they're going to fight over the governance itself they're going to fight over freedoms and they're going to fight over uh, what people need to do for other people and what they can expect and what their demands are none of that's going to have anything to do with the virus and that's what everybody's going to start arguing about that's what they already have and, and people don't realize once you get into politics how much politics plays in your decisions you can make how you vote is enormous i never thought as a politician that i would have to play the politics game and absolutely you do it is insane how much politics plays into it not calling the legislature into an emergency session was completely because we have an election going on right now tomorrow is election day it literally when she made the uh second unconstitutional order was the day the ballots went out basically and then today is you know tomorrow's election day is when her decision got overturned by the courts you know it's so much of this has to do with politics and, and same thing with dispersing federal funds to rural counties you know it has everything to do with politics of who's donating money to you and who you know you can can't tell me that baker city Legrand, pendleton don't feel the impact of covid and if they did greatly they're not going to get any support for it like multnomah county washington county clackamas county lane county yeah yeah, because that's where our voter those, base is at. Those rural counties are eating it. You know, what was really interesting to me is, uh, you know, just in part of the the funny stuff that I throw out on TikTok every now and then, too. And some of it's, you know, more serious than not. Don't take it too serious. <laughs> <laughs> just please don't take any of it too seriously. But, uh, you know, we try to get to the bottom of it. But at the same time, it's like do this to have a good time also like absolutely I, this isn't my job yeah this isn't my responsibility <laughs> i don't have to do this i don't get paid for it just do it because we like to and it's mm -hmm. fun and we like to hash it out but you know one of the things that i threw on tiktok was just like the idea of breaking off the eastern the you know the southern the eastern part of the state and like all of a sudden that was the one that went boom to the top of the algorithm on the page by far the most popular really? video on that page now yeah and uh the other ones that were right there with it had a lot of support too is just you know what a lot of them i've tried to keep i know that just by being there it has a look and there's nothing i can do about that if i say hey i'm here at this thing and i put it on social media you get whoop lumped in with the group of people that's assembling at that place mm -hmm. that's just the way it is so i i guess i can 
assume that I probably have attracted maybe that kind of red audience, mm -hmm. if you will, maybe by accident on our ape TikTok. But I guess it goes to show that that's what people are looking for when the content goes out. So I guess now I need to figure out how to try to like balance some of that a little better. I don't know. Have you seen that fist? Yeah. I saw your video asking what it was. Yeah. I still don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know if it's a resistance thing or I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Is so it's so it's resistance and what what it was is like so it, if you're if you're not watching the video so if you're listening to audio only so what it is it's like on TikTok there's a lot of profile pictures that are starting to switch to this fist and it's this fist and I've tried so I googled it and I was like well what is this fist and it's just it's just a raised fist it's black and white and it says it said like a couple different things one of them was for like uh or for black power or or um uh black lives matter another one was like if it was faced the other direction it was like the aryan like fist of like like white power and then the the other one was just like a general rise against and so yeah. like what are all these things because i'm seeing it on personal and the business too mm -hmm. so it seems to be like pretty well balanced um but yeah it just what is this a general rise against right now? Are people just pissed off? People are really upset. You know, people think like, oh, okay, I got a forbearance. Let me tell you how bad a forbearance is. So if you take a four, two month forbearance on your house, and let's say the average mortgage payment is $1,500. So that's $3,000. You have a couple options. They're either going to, uh, and the primary option that's going on right now is to pay it all at one lump sum. And so if you skip it for two months and you get in on the third, then you have a $4,500 payment. Yeah. That is enormous. It's huge. You know, that's, that's most people, their, their entire savings. Yeah. You know, um, so if they there, even have one, <laughs> there's so many things out there that they say are trying to help right now, but they're really not helping. Uh, the second option on that is to spread that $3,000 over 10 years, which still is going to, you know, raise your, uh, mortgage payment greatly. You know, people usually are pretty comfortable with where, you know, when we complain about how our mortgage payment goes up $30 because our, our taxes went up. Right. You know, imagine throwing another three grand on top of that. Um, so we really need, Oregon needs to get back to work. We are, if we do not, um, if we're not at the very end of phase two in the next 60 days, we're uh, economists, you know, we've been studying this at work. We've been, I'm watching on the news tonight. Um, we're going to have a huge impact in Oregon. Yeah, it's no longer an option. And, like, that's the thing is, like, I'm uh, to be honest, like, I'm actually starting to get really pissed off at the people that are just saying, I listen to, I listen to doctors and scientists and the people that know this disease. Okay, great. Let's listen to those people. That's, like, why are we only listening to those people? Because they know the disease. They don't know anything about history and economics. They don't know anything about, like, there's a psychology of human people. They don't know anything about business. Doctors are notoriously bad businessmen and women. <laughs> uh, like That was one of the first things I learned when I was a medical sales rep is that doctors are notoriously bad businessmen. And the, gover <laughs> and and the government. So when you, you mix business and uh, government, government and medical, too. you know, 
you have the world's worst case scenario. But like, and there's nothing wrong. Like we need to listen to those people that study, that know how the disease spreads. What we don't do is go, the disease has spread through this many people. Okay. Well, what about like herpes and all these other, like there's some, I can't even remember what it was, but there's some disease I heard that it was like, it's in like 80%. It's some virus that's in 80% of the population. And it's like, okay, great. 80% of the population has this virus it doesn't kill everybody so but like the covid virus we know it kills the older and the weaker immune people and like people in poor health disproportionately bad like that's well, what and, it, and, 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 but like but it can i mean to be fair you know i was watch, i was watching and reading a lot this weekend i was like i'm going to brush up on covid this weekend for this week uh, you know like one of the first people to die was the original doctor that detected it in wuhan and he was 33 years old, and he died from it. So, mm-hmm. it, yes, it... What it, was his life? Expect You know what I mean? But, like, he never saw the sun. All of a sudden, like, vitamin D seems to be, like, a common... All these patients are vitamin D deficient. What we're not taking into... Like, that's... Like, by just saying, I listen to the doctors, mm-hmm. it's such a foolish mindset to only listen to one stream of information. It's so foolish. Absolutely. And because, yeah, they know that thing they don't but they can't understand necessarily like okay well that doctor that died that was studying it mm-hmm. did he know that if you didn't get sunlight and you didn't have vitamin d that that was a you know a big contributor how healthy was that 30 there's a lot of really unhealthy 33 year olds out there that die every day uh, we don't what we are not seeing with this virus are large amounts of young or healthy people dying that is not happening Let's be honest about that. So, but we all, we also have the doctors that the government only wants to listen to. It doesn't have the doctors. It doesn't. That's the privilege of being the government is saying, "Hey, if you don't agree with my political party, or if you've pissed off too many of my friends, guess what? I'm not going to listen to your your uh, <laughs> opinion, and I don't have to." Yeah. So you literally right. have that the highest chamber. donors or the friends of friends that are the advisors, you know, and and then so you have people that are studying medicine, but also have the exact same um, like kind of mind thinking of politics or religion you know those people cluster together and we've talked about that yeah so they cluster together and then you have all those exact same people advising one person or advising a team patting that person on the back yep this is our group think let's progress guess what because i get to be on the news again (laughs) i get to have my name published again yeah so i mean politics comes back into a play with it again one of the, yeah, it does. And when people, how many doctors just, are we listening to in Oregon from Redmond, from Bend, from Grants Pass, from Medford, some other big metropolitan areas? I don't think a lot. I, I don't think they're asking Bud Pierce or um, it's the guy who ran for governor against Brown on this one. Uh, um, wasn't he? No, he was uh, before. Uh, I Chris he got Dudley. pretty close. Newt. Newt. <laughs> Right, Newt Bueller. Newt Bueller. Okay, He's a very, yeah, yeah. very experienced okay. doctor. Also, they're not asking these people's opinions. Not so whatever. They're. Asking. I don't know what their opinions are. Yeah, and what do the thing is? Is we need to just like this thing by by our collective intelligence at this point. We did some really stupid things and acted out of fear. Bought up all the toilet paper and put ourselves in cages because we were afraid. Okay, we did that because we didn't know. 
And now our collective intelligence is showing that people want to open back up. The counties are reopening back up. The Everybody's on the move again, which tells me that people have collectively decided this thing just isn't that bad. And thank God. Thank God it's only killing, not only, but thank God that it's not killing vast amounts of healthy people. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, it's grabbing one. But when all these patients are getting discharged from the hospitals, going to the nursing home where they're already in poor health, they're old, they have underlying health conditions, not always, <laughs> not always, but that's, those are the people that are dying from this thing. And unfortunately, and so much of the data is inaccurate. You know, I had a, a customer, and this is a true story, and a customer that her, uh, she went down to California to kind of hospice for her brother that was dying. He'd been an alcoholic his whole life. You know, he was on his last thread. She went down there to help with the hospice and uh, he passed away. And on his on his uh, death certificate, they put COVID. And she's like, no, he, he never even took a COVID test. He was an alcoholic, his liver, he died of liver failure. And she, she literally, and this is, he was like one of the very first cases where they start giving you money. And uh, she got an attorney and had them reverse it back to liver failure f- from COVID. So our, our data it's, it is, is We is do skewed. know that it's skewed. Absolutely. Because yeah, what they're testing for is if COVID is present at the time of death. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're even testing. This guy had never, ever been tested. And, th- and that's why I have stopped, you know, like CNN. It's just the same thing that it was two months ago. And it's just, it, it's just here's all of the cases. Well, yeah, we keep testing more people. And as time goes on, that number builds. That's what happens. Let's keep adding to, let's put the number up for the national debt. Let's do that. Let's keep track of that all day, every day. <laughs> and, and I can uh, understand, this, you know, if Oregon, if the Willamette Valley had the same numbers that New York, New Jersey had, that would be one thing. Yeah. But we don't. We yeah. have very, very minimal numbers. And the numbers we're seeing now are from clusters. You know, we're absolutely seeing clusters now. And we're seeing nursing homes, uh, VA homes, or a specific employer. So those are all clusters that we're seeing. Um, and, and for the most part, like we covered, that those are the um, most immune compromised or you know weakest people out there. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up in a couple minutes yeah. uh, before our camera uh, time is done. But uh, it, yeah, you know, somebody, I guess, on our, our live stream said, talk about how COVID has an effect on kids. And I guess like that's such a thing that like we can't wrap it up, but what seems to where the narrative is really splitting right now is we're talking about cases and how it affects kids and whether or not we're overwhelming hospitals and whether or not people are dying from this that are kids remains to be seen. What we know is it seems to be that a child's from what we can tell the statistical chance of a like a school-aged child catching COVID and dying is zero. That seems to be the statistical probability. And, and so, I just don't know. Like, and we, but we don't yeah. know. And I'm no. not. So it's. But they're not dying, and kids are in dirt all the time, and they're in everything, and they wipe their face and they their hands. They never they, wash like, their hands. Kids, are, we everybody knows that kids are the dirtiest things that are out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I have two of them. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we need to watch it, but that's not a reason to shut our whole economy down because there's access to the medical care, except for the fact that we shut it all down so much that many of the small hospitals had to go bankrupt, and now you maybe not 
don't. Maybe they don't have health care anymore. Or they're not know. accepting COVID patients. You have Silverton yeah. Hospital that's a legacy hospital is not accepting COVID patients. And so they're still open now for everything else. They're back to normal at Silverton Hospital because they said, hey, uh, we're not taking any COVID patients as part of our legacy nice. group. And so now that we've totally screwed up our health care system because of this too, mm-hmm. it will end, we're going to have to end on that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, so, and just real quick to wrap up because I don't know how to answer the kid, the kid question. I'm not a um, health care provider at all, but I am business development. Not. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but stop saying that. Did you see, <laughs> did you see, um, you know, today the market was amazing. And what did they release right before the market opened this morning was the test trials on the COVID vaccine are making uh, abundant impacts. And so they're, they're yeah. seeing very good growth and potential in the impacts of the COVID vaccine. And all of a sudden the market springs back up. So if we can finish, if we can get close to back to normal by the end of May, we could recover this without staying in a recession. If we go into June, we have three months now, which is technically a recession. Apogee 8 podcasts are brought to you by Apogee Events, your all-inclusive and one-stop wedding event shop. Seven times finalist for Best Wedding DJ, Photo Booth, and Florist Megan has been twice nominated for Best Flowers for Weddings in Oregon for the last two years in a row to Oregon Bride Magazine. You can also check out our showroom and warehouse venues, uh, rentals, photography, wedding films. See how the photo booth works. Even check out this podcast studio, which is available for rent. Uh, All-inclusive events at Apogee traditionally save 10 to 30% off of most of weddings because vendors are not competing against you for their business. They don't have to open up and go spend money at these giant showcases. They're all right here under one roof, serving Salem, Portland, Eugene, Bend, Oregon, soon to be the rest of the country. Uh, Mention Apogee 8 Podcast for 10% off of all things at Apogee or enter promo code 8podcast at checkout and instantly reserve your date and your services online at weareapogee.com. Weareapogee.com, promo code 8podcast at checkout will reserve your date instantly and save you 10% off of your events.